Hello, you wonderful people, and welcome to episode number six of the Being a Sapien podcast. My guest today is none other than Mr. Faisal Abdullah, Mr. PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. He's a best-selling author of the PMA Method book. He's a knockout ambassador. He used to work for the very, very famous Barry's Bootcamp and was one of the first sort of head trainers, master trainers that came out of Barry's and has gone on to have a really incredibly successful career as a fitness trainer. Um, he's done it all and he's still got a very, very flourishing career um, post sort of lockdown COVID with, a, with an online business also. Um, but his sort of main mantra is all about mindset. It's all about how you apply yourself upstairs um, and how you can kind of, you know, overcome obstacles and overcome hardships if you just apply yourself in that right way. Um, he's got incredible, incredible mindset and he's got absolutely amazing energy. Um, and this was a conversation that I was really looking forward to have and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And from the off, you know, it, re- it went really, really well. Um, he's also currently doing Ramadan. So, you know, he, there's a big section of this uh, discussion where he kind of educates me as well as you guys um, on Ramadan. So, you know, be sure to really tune into that when he uh, when he starts to talk about that. But yeah, let's get cracking with the conversation with Mr. PMA. Hello and welcome to episode number five. No, six. It's six. Episode number six of the Being Sapien podcast. I am joined by Mr. PMA himself, Mr. Faisal Abdullah. How are you, my yes. man? Yes, I'm good, mate. Love that. Um, I was going to say Faisal in five or five, five Faisal. That was going to rhyme really well, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll, I'm happy with six. Six is good hey, as well. Man. Number six, and you're full of tricks, mate. That's how we're going to roll with it, yeah? <laughs> You've got it all up your sleeve. Um, so for people that are maybe new to this podcast and new to sort of the understanding of what being sapien is, um, being sapien derives from the Latin term of sapien meaning wise, so being wise, okay? So that's what it's all about today. Um, I believe that Faisal's uh, walk the walk and talk the talk in the fitness industry, and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a big name, and he, he's, done, he's done it all when it comes to personal training and group classes and, you know, the whole mindset and performance and growth um, into, into and through the industry. So he's navigated himself pretty well, um, and I suppose we're going to hear a little bit about his journey, what he's done, any sort of hardships he's, he's had to run into along the way how he's overcome them um and you know just uh just hear a little bit about this person's story i suppose um, amazing just so that just so that people know who you are talk to me let's do a little intro uh all right for those who may not know who i am my name is faisal uh aka mr pma and if you don't know what pma stands for where have you been first of all it stands for positive mental attitude um, and I've been, you know, given that nickname uh, from my clients in the early stages of my fitness career, Mr. PMA. And um, I basically end every class, every uh, group class, not every personal, well, one-on-one would be a bit weird, but by saying, pull down your positive mental attitude. And um, yeah, that's kind of stuck with me uh, throughout my um, early childhood. And it, it, it's, a, it's a part of who I am. It's not a gimmick. It's it's not some. It's not. A, it's not a hashtag. It's a way of life. Um, it's not just fitness. It is life, and uh, yeah, I have um, taught at uh, the one of the best boutique studios in the world, Barry's Bootcamp, for over six years as one of their main master trainers. Um, I've had the absolute pleasure of uh, personal training. Um, so many amazing people um, over over the, the, the years, and uh, I've been to many places around the globe. I've been given some great opportunities to work with some phenomenal uh, brands such as uh, Nike and Apple. Um, so it's it's been pretty awesome, and um, yeah, I'm basically preach that you know, your mind is just as powerful as your body and you need to really understand the link between the two. And once you've understood the link between mind and body, you are on that first step of the journey to becoming a better version of yourself. And that's what I'm all about. Uh, I mean, I think that's got to be the best intro of every single one so far, to be honest with you. You nailed Boom! it. 
<laughs> I've got tricks. I've got six tricks. Someone ready for the next? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> love it, bro. I love it. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That's uh, for me, that's kind of how I kind of live my life as well. You know, at the end of the day, one thing that everyone needs to understand as well, we are all human. Just because yep. we're, you know, preaching positivity and preaching like good attitude doesn't mean that every single day we wake up and we're like, yeah, we're good to go. Like, you know, jumping out of bed and doing 74 burpees before we could do, like, start our day. Like, don't work like that. Like, no, we, exactly. might, we, we might have days that we're like, you know what, it, it is a struggle and, you know, we're not feeling our best. But how do we, you know, flip that on its head? Okay, yeah, it's a struggle, but like, you know what, someone might be in a worse position than me. And I guarantee there are people in this on this planet who are always going to be in worse positions than you. Um, right. So I've always been someone that's like, yeah, do you know what? Shit day, but tomorrow's going to be better. Or like, yeah, I'm not having a good time right now, but you know, I might do a training session or I might, you know, get some good food down me and I'm going to feel better after it. Um, yeah. So just applying that sort of like attitude towards just life in general, whatever, whatever you're doing in it, it doesn't have to be fitness, can be anything, right? Um, 100%, man. It's, um, yeah, definitely. It's a... Uh... Someone told me once that it's it's all it's ninety nine point nine percent impossible um, to be uh, grateful and unhappy. Um, so if you actually try to be uh, try to practice being grateful, um, you cannot be upset. You can't be like physically angry or emotionally angry because if you practice being grateful, what does that mean? It's like okay, I'm grateful for having a house over my head i'm grateful that i can you know quickly get some food uh, you know delivered to my door i'm grateful i can call my loved ones whatever so as soon as you start listing what you're grateful for uh, and what you have rather than what you don't have um a smile comes on your face and that's when you know the positive vibes come so that's a very good way to uh to live your life so yeah we're, we're bang on the positive vibes i love that mate. i love that did you always want to be in fitness was that always the, always the game no, mate, not at all. I actually, I actually started off my my life uh, wanting to be an actor, mate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a huge film fanatic, and you know, yeah. from a young age, my mum, you know, put me into like drama school and weekend workshops and summer camps and stuff, and I was singing and dancing and always performing, basically. I'm, you know, I'm definitely not shy of the camera or shy of attention. I do, I do love it. Um, <laughs> we know that, one, man. We know that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it comes across cocky, but it is just pure confidence and what I love to do. And um, yeah, I wanted to be an actor for a long time. I did a lot of, I did many years of being like an extra and really trying to pursue, um, you know, I did loads of acting courses and I tried to go to acting schools and stuff. And it, it basically didn't work out. And um, I I was so close to uh, start my stunt register where you try to basically become a stunt a stunt uh, man or person or woman, and um, yeah, long story short, just before I started that, one of my friends out in LA said, "Look, I've just done this class called Barry's Boot Camp. It's 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 you. The trainer has a mic. They play their music. Everyone's paying them attention, and it, it, the vibe is just amazing." and um, it was right time, right place. The UK franchise had literally just been uh, authorised and the guys had just got their first location and I was the first person to actually ask them about being a trainer. Um, and I, at the time, I was like, I, I teach one or two and then I'll, I'll still pursue my acting career. And when it actually came and I had that first euphoric moment of putting on my head mic, um, and the red lights came on and everything. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is me. And that's what I really found um, that I was kind of put on this planet to do. Like, you know, through fitness, I have uh, an amazing power to help adjust and aid people's lives to be better. And um, mm -hmm. in the minuscule, you know, uh, way that we have, you know, sometimes we have only 30 minutes or an hour uh, to do that and um yeah so that was my intro into fitness and it was it was i was late to the game in terms of how old i'm 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 old how old are you lee i'm 26 bro <laughs> 20 bro i'm 10 years older than you bro <laughs> trying to make me i feel old right now so i mean i actually <laughs> i first started at barry's i think i was 26 so i was 20 so i was your age when i just literally started out and there was no at the time yeah. there was no like you know, management or business Instagram accounts or, you know, uh, all these gigs and paid things here and 
business platforms that that wasn't back around back then people weren't really thinking mm. like that it was just like yo teach a class wake up at 5 a.m do a bit of personal training go to bed at 10 um it was just about hustling and for me like the hustle yeah. was just passion like i i, I literally found my love you know it was yeah. You know, the big, I don't know if you've ever, uh, for those who are listening, if you don't know what a boutique group class uh, looks like, but it's normally nine times out of 10, you're in a basement, you're in a dark, dark yeah, studio you know, uh, with, with red lights, big music. Yeah. And then you've got the, the, the trainer's voice, you know, commanding, booming over uh, the speakers. And uh, when you get like 50 people in the room just going for it, it's um, a very magical, sweaty moment. And yeah. um yeah, that it was it was a passion for me. So, you know, I was, you know, waking up 5 a.m. PT, I, I'd teach three to four uh, classes during the day, PT someone after my last class, I'd get home at like 10, 11 o'clock and then do it all again. And that was my life literally for four years. Like it was that crazy. I was teaching between 18 to 22 classes a week on top of my personal training, on top of meeting yeah. this person here and uh, when brands did start to, you know, get in touch with me and stuff. So it was pure passion and it is really yeah. finding about, you know, me and you were just chatting before we, we start recording, you know, about what you want to do. Like when you actually, exactly. when you have that moment of what you want to do, then it's, it's not work. It's like, it's, it's pure love and pure, pure yeah. enjoyment. Um, so that, that was me for a very long time. I am. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can relate to that obviously quite a lot because I'm in a similar game to you and similar field to you, um, mm -hmm. having you know, personal training and and group group exercise. For those that aren't in the fitness industry, do you think it's more difficult to find that passion and find that love for something if they're, you know, in a in a typical nine to five environment? Do you reckon? Do you reckon <coughs> people can still have that? Hundred percent. I, I know many many people that had uh nine to five job who did worked in sales or even worked as like lawyers like real good money and they and they transferred into fitness they're like you know what i i see these people working out and enjoying themselves and doing this and kind of you know that kind of self-employment um uh, path seems more you know appetizing than my nine to five job so a hundred percent yes you can and it doesn't always have to transfer into fitness like yeah, you need uh, a combination of having a good mindset, a positive, strong mindset. You need a, a combination of uh, a, a great support group, circle of friends and family that are around you who will support your decision uh, to do what you want to do. If, you, if it's cooking, if it's law, if it's music, if it's videography or, you know, or if it's um, whatever, like driving cars, like, you know, I really, I really feel like if, if you are passionate enough about it and you are you dedicated enough to do it and you're willing to sacrifice, you might be earning peanuts for a year or two years or slumming it around. You know, you still might, I was living, I, I mean, I was living at home with my mom and dad until I was 25, like, but I didn't have a clue back then in terms of what I really, what I really wanted to do. So real simple answer is yes. And when someone says to me, they give me excuses and buts and ifs, then I'm just like, all right, we, we need to readjust your mindset. Cause, cause you right now you're sat, you're sat in the negative lane and you're just cruising in the negative lane. So um, it can be done. Um, and it's, it's really, really amazing to watch when someone actually does do it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more um, on 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 par with that. I do believe the fitness industry industry in itself is a very very unique place to be. Um, I don't think there are many other industries, you know, where you can build community. You can, you know, be surrounded by like minded individuals who are, you know, this have the same drive and might be on that same sort of wavelength and same sort of path as you are. I think it's really unique in that sense. I do believe like, yeah, if you went into something like more creative, whether it was like cooking, as you said, or whether it was that like videography, you know, there are definitely ways and means to like find a passion that you like really do like that. That is what you really enjoy doing. And, you know, find like direct yourself that through that, those avenues to try and find the way that you can do that and earn a living from it. It is yeah. definitely possible. Um, 
and I've I started in a nine to five. I was a quantity surveyor before this. In the no, in the you were. <laughs> I was. I didn't. I didn't go to uni, mate. So from seventeen, I was like, yeah, straight, straight in work. Likewise. So it was like straight in, straight into the city at seventeen years old. You know, throwing a suit, and I'm surrounded by. I was the youngest there by five years. Amazing. Um, Love that. And I was like, just thrown into the deep end and being like, okay, like what to do now? And two years, two years in, I was like, you know what? This isn't for me at the time. You know, I loved, I loved training. I was really into like at the time bodybuilding and like you know just wanting to like look really good. Yeah. And it was just, it was just so that I was, I was like, do you know what? Like maybe I could actually make a career of this. Like maybe a personal trainer. And at that time, this was like eight years ago, seven years ago. I didn't, I didn't really know where the industry was going. I didn't really know like, what it took to be a really good personal trainer. I knew yeah. of social media and I knew of like, you know, different ways to like market yourself or like what, what I deemed people would want. Um, but I didn't really know much about it. And it was until I literally just jumped in, you know, grabbed the, grabbed the bull by the horns and just, just cracked on at it. That I right started it. to slowly but surely understand. Right. Um, Love it. And I think one of the biggest things for people is that initial step, you know, that taking that initial first leap, it's, no matter what I get it, it's always going to be the hardest thing. But once you've taken that leap, I think if you've got that sort of hustler mentality and you've got that sort of like real positive attitude, you know, you know what? I might fail. It, it might not be like, you know, all singing, all dancing, but at least I tried. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really sort of interesting place to be in. Um, with the mindset things, so I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite big on mindset. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very of the opinion, you know, you can apply a good mindset to sort of overcome a lot of, a lot of hardships and a lot of different adversity that gets thrown your way. Um, yep. Was that something that you have molded over the years or do you think that's something that's always come quite naturally to you? Um, it's something that's always, always has come quite natural to me. And I've got my mom and dad to thank for that. You know, they, they, they were very, very positive, confident people. And, you know, we were always quite active, um, family growing up and everything. And, um, uh, but yeah, like I said, that like urge to perform, you know, to, to be the, you know, a man of the match or, you know, in your, or win the race in your sports day when you're at school and whatever, that's just always kind of like been in my DNA. It's not so much like, oh, winning is everything, but it's, it really is like, I really wanted to, to be my best and to, 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 to see that, like, uh, your, that feeling of like success and everyone like cheering your name and giving you a high five and being in that awesome environment um it's yeah it's all it's it's been, it's been in my blood so it's very easy for me to 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 crack the whip about having a positive mental attitude and I you know don't get me wrong I fully understand uh how it can be to feel negative to some degree I've you know I've got many many friends and family who uh come to me for advice and you know that they go through struggles and hardship and um there's always a solution. It may not be yeah. present or forefront in the current uh, time, but there is always a solution. There is always a way to positively get around it. Um, and again, it just takes someone with that mindset to navigate through uh, real tough shit times. Um, and, you know, he here's the main thing. Life goes on. Like no matter yeah. how, yeah. how, shit you may feel or what you're going through um life does go on and it may take you a month it may take you a year it may take you five years if you're let's say suffering from depression but i've had friends who have been uh, so far down that rabbit hole of uh, being depressed but now they're happy they're successful they have children and you know it's it took them a long time so life goes on um uh, it's it's temporary in my opinion um, and it's all about how you're willing to to work to get out of those situations and we need friends and family to to do that it's it's very hard for individuals to, to do it by themselves and it, you know so there's only one or two people that i know who can actually do it by themselves the majority of us need that help in hand yeah i agree with you i couldn't, I couldn't agree more um, your friends that you said that were quite far down the rabbit hole, maybe deemed being depressed or in a bad place. Yeah. Was there a catalyst that um, switched their mindset? Was there something that happened, do you reckon, in their life that sort of put them on another path? Um, 
Well, I mean, I'm talking about a friend who who then turned, you know, found out she was pregnant. So that that was a massive, a massive switch because then you know her responsibility turned into this life that she was carrying inside her. So that definitely uh, boosted her to a more positive mindset for sure. And I, you know, I don't think she's ever kind of slipped back into um, that state. But I've, you know, uh, I've had. I don't think there is a catalyst or a, a, a something that you can sell or give someone who is depressed. Let's say, um, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of, you know, if you can translate it to to, to training. If you want a PB in a back squat, or if you want to get a, a certain time running a ten k, you got you got to work hard for it. You've got to train. It comes over time, um, and it comes over dedication and sticking to the program and trusting the process and all these things that will get you to that finish line. So, um, yeah, I think that's the best way to like really apply yourself to hardship and everything like that. Agreed. Yeah, and it's uh, it's. It's just, I mean, it's a real sticky situation to be in, you know, I've, I've had people that come to come to me for advice and they're like, I've, me personally, I've never been in a deep state of depression. I've never even probably been close to having bad mental health, you know? Yeah. Granted, I've, I've, I've gone through struggles, you know, I've, I've gone through stresses, but like, I've never been in a state where I'm like really down and like for yeah. like weeks, months, years on end, you know? So it's always about for me, you know, being a bit more empathetic and trying to put myself in that person's shoes and being like, okay, like how, how can this person be helped to yeah. you know, flip that switch in their head that can be like, okay, do you know what? Like, yeah, times are shit now, but like, what have I got to do to put the steps in place personally myself? Cause no one else can do it for me. You know, I'm the only one that can do it. How, how do I navigate that? You know, how do I, how do I get myself out of this state that I'm in? Is there something that I've got to pursue now, whether that be a new hobby, whether that be a new career, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Or there's always, for me, there's always going to be something. It's sometimes it might be quite deep rooted, you know, why, why, why something, why someone is in a bad mental state. Um, it's just obviously getting to that deep rooted cause and trying to like, you know, figure out ways to, to, to change that mindset, to change that. Yeah. Like anything, it's just talking about it and being open, um, which is the, the hardest thing that most people find is opening up and trusting that person they're talking to so i think that's the yeah, first yeah. and most important step really yeah for sure and i mean we stand we've, i've done you know, events with you in the past where we've you know raised money for the likes of uh, mine and calm and yeah um, you know november they, they obviously like quite male orientated they obviously are female ones as well but i think yeah, yeah it's definitely for me you know, being comfortable with speaking. And this person doesn't even have to be a friend, you know. I, I, I do believe there's power in just speaking to anyone. Um, you know, Definitely. it doesn't have to be a random person on the street. It could be someone that you might know, maybe admire on Instagram or it yeah. might be you know, a friend of a friend that you know is like in quite, an, quite a good place that you can like, you know, sit down, that they won't have a biased opinion of you because they don't really know you. That, that for me can be just as powerful as sitting down and talking to a friend. Definitely. Um, they might have just like, you know, everyone's gone through something. Um, just how they've how they've reacted to it and how they've navigated it that's it so it's an interesting one cause um, and reaction exactly that uh one thing i want to talk about so it's fast approaching or a, 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 a very very upon us um training and ramadan so i know yourself we're in uh, it bro something. we're in it right now it's the second second day of ramadan the, the second so the second day of ramadan um yep. what changes for you um what changes what would you what advice would you give people that still want to sort of maintain a decent level of fitness um a decent level of health whilst navigating through ramadan yeah first of all absolutely nothing changes you're supposed to go about your normal daily lifestyle um there's this whole uh, you know, because it's it's great that the awareness in the you know western society of ramadan and islam is amazing but like nothing changes uh, for me anyway like how i've been brought up it's you, listen we just crack on you got a busy day you got a busy day you know you don't eat until the sun sets it's, it's that simple so for those who have no idea real you know real simple from sunrise to sunset it's it's nil by mouth you have no water no food to pass your lips um it's the holy month um of ramadan in the islamic calendar um so yeah 
particularly to, to who we are in terms of our career and fitness, I get inundated with questions of how do I keep up my training and so forth. And the majority of men are worried about losing their, their, their gains and their, and their muscle mass. And the majority of women are worried about putting on the gains and putting on the weight. Um, mm. So it's just finding the right mindset of acceptance that, you know, you are going to not be able to stay on top of your training like you would normally when you are eating at whatever time you want. Um, and then also understanding that, you know, Ramadan isn't about fitness. It's not about training. It's about a way, yeah. way, way bigger thing. It's a more spiritual, uh, deeper thing. You know, you, we are supposed to experience what less fortunate people go through, i.e., you know, we live in a world now where I can tap a few buttons on my phone and there'll be food at my door, doorstep yeah. in literally yeah. like 30 minutes. It's yeah. mad. It's that when you think about the um, the easy accessibility that, that we live in right now in this society, it is madness. And then you go into yeah. a third world country or someone who is less fortunate than you and you're like, oh, wow, you live like this? Wow, this is tough. You know, so you experience uh, what people go through in terms of the actual physical aspect of putting food and water in your mouth, what they go through. Mm. Um, you, you understand how uh, uh, difficult your day becomes. Um, you're supposed to give to charity and give back to your community. And most importantly, it's a time to basically reset yourself with, you know, the bigger picture, the practicing of, of your faith, the practicing of who you are as a person and who, you know, who you are as a, as a member of your family. Um, so it's a, it's a really, really great time. And I've had friends who are non-Muslim fast before, and then the next year they've fasted, but then they've actually done a bit more on the charity side of things. And they read a bit of the Quran and it's a very, very humbling experience um, and the science behind fasting as well. There's a, you know, depending on where you are on the globe, you have a different time of fasting. But right now it's like 6 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. That's when the sun rises. That's when the sun sets. Um, so <clears throat> that's, what's that, 12, 13, 14, 15. So that's 15 hours of nothing. But then if you think about it, I went to bed last night at 10 o'clock. So I, so I fasted. Here's something that a lot of people don't know. Breakfast, split those words into two. Break, fast. Oh, yeah. So everybody in the whole entire planet, whether you're Muslim or not, you break fast. Because when you go to bed, you are not eating, you're not drinking because you're sleeping. And when you wake up, you have breakfast. So in Islam, you know, breakfast is called iftar. So iftar is the Islamic word of, of breakfast. Um, so technically, in your conscious day you're fasting for 15 hours but you've slept eight nine maybe 10 hours before so you know you've you've been yeah. fasting for almost 30 hours it's you know it's, it's a long long time not to have so what happens is am i waffling on it a bit too much lee am I going no, no, I, no mate I, i'm I've, I've never really been educated on it i know a little bit about oh, okay it, cool but, but yeah so, science, keep, keep so scientifically right you're the first few stages um of fasting uh, you you get dizzy. There's certain cases of nausea. Uh, you uh, feel demotivated. You get tired, lethargic. These are all natural. But then after, so stage one lasts about four or five days. Stage two, um, your body then starts to adjust, and you're like, okay, this is this is what we're doing now, is it? Awesome. Your digestive system starts to shrink and gets a little bit smaller. Stage three is when uh, your white blood cells start to produce more. Okay, so you have more white blood cells in your body. Therefore, your recovery goes up. Therefore, your um, your uh, mental uh, capacity is actually heightened. There's a sense of wellness, like actual wellness. If you look on a, on a bar graph, we talk about illness, fitness, wellness you know yeah, wellness is the heightened you know <clears throat> uh, where, where you want to be so by the time you get to stage four of of actually fasting um you are like at the best physical version of yourself um and that's when everything 
outside of the physical world, you know, the mental world becomes just so much clearer. So it's a full reset of the body. Um, so a lot of people think, oh, it's very religious and, you know, Islamic and whatever, but there is science behind it. And, yeah, you know, you, you and I both know a lot of people do intermittent fasting or the 16, eight or whatever. Um, and it's that science basically, but it's to a, it's to its original form because you're fasting for, a prolonged period so you uh, fast from um full moon to full moon which is roughly 29 to 30 days um so that's that's a full cycle of how your body will actually reset itself nice. boom bang mate i love that i mean i've never actually yeah been educated on ramadan as 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 much in depth as that so that's great yeah uh, your actual consumption of food so does your does, does what you put in your body change at all Oh, extremely. So you think about it, right? Sunsets at eight o'clock where we are right now in London. I go to bed at about half nine, ten. <laughs> so I've got, for those who've got kids, you'll understand. For those who haven't, you'd probably go, what? You go to bed at half nine? You're old. I am old. And so you've got a window, right, of an hour and a half, two hours max to uh not necessarily get all the calories into your body but if you're looking to maintain your training you've got to you've got to eat smart you've got to get the food in with the most calories uh, so therefore you can wake up the next day and kind of maintain your training so it is difficult because that's what the expression of your eyes are bigger than your stomach because all of a sudden you've got this food on the table and your eyes are going oh i'm gonna eat all of this you take literally two or three spoonfuls and you're, because what happens, you know, stage two, stage three, your intestines, your stomach shrinks. It yeah. actually gets smaller. So therefore, it can only hold a certain amount of food in it. Um, so that's why you have to be smart when it comes to eating foods with a higher calorie count uh, that will burn slower. Um, so there are, again, very scientific nutritional ways of, of, of getting in but i i i do my best to get as as much carbohydrates into my system as possible so i last night it was just pasta 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 i then yeah. had four slices of bagel with peanut butter and banana on it i then had uh four um weetabixes just before i went to bed so it was just it was just boom carbohydrates 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 yeah, sure. and, and, and a lot of good good fats as well um and that allows me to, to maintain my energy levels and maintain a, some sort of uh, a similar style of training. So, yeah. Do you, do you wake up? Is that, is that the only meal you have? Or do you wake up earlier to get like, make some food? When, when I was younger, so when I was a lot younger, like, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, I would wake up before at Sahur. So Sahur is when the sun rises. Um, and I, I've, I've written a blog about, you know, training and fasting. So if, if you're looking to specifically um, uh, train the same as you are, whether it's high intensity, whether it's weight training or running or boxing, or whatever, if you're looking to train the same, then my advice is to wake up at 4, 3 a.m., do what The Rock does, you know, Dwayne Johnson, wake up early, do your training, and then you have maybe an hour to eat before the sun rises so let's say the sun rises at six you wake up at half four you were doing hours training and then you've got an hour you've got half an hour 45 minutes to get all your food in eat normally and then the sun rises and you are set for the day um or the other alternative is you would train lightly so fewer reps lower intensity longer rest periods before iftar eight o'clock for argument's sake, in the evening, you would train at about seven, quarter past seven, and then you can eat your food. You can break your fast straight away afterwards. Or if you like me, you just crack on with it. There are many, many, many <laughs> Muslims around the world. I, I trained today from one o'clock to half past two. Um, it was pretty much the same intensity. Uh, I could have gone maybe a little bit heavier on the squats, but I decided to, you know, keep it a sensible, sensible weight for me um, because it can be done. And this is the power of your mind. Like yeah, you can, you can do it. If yeah. you've got a strong mindset, you can do it. It's only, it's only uh, uh, 15 hours where you don't eat or drink. You know, mm -hmm. if you start to feel dizzy or ill or whatever, then yeah, break your fast. That's, you know, that's just called stupidity. 
if you're going to try and push through that. I've had so many friends who start, you know, when you start to like wobble and whatever, and like they go with the eyes go all dinner, like, what are you doing? You're, this is stupid. Eat, drink. You've obviously done something which has caused this. Um, yeah. So you look at like most, here's a, here's a fantastic example of mind over, over matter. The Brazilian World Cup, I forgot what year it was. Was it 2018 or 2017? Whatever. The Brazilian World Cup, the Saudi Arabian international football team uh, were there and it was the month of Ramadan. And in Brazil, the humidity and temperature is ridiculous. They actually asked FIFA, can we change the times of our games so that we can maybe break up, you know, so it'll be around an easier time for them. Obviously, FIFA said, no, like, this is it. So they were playing international World Cup level elite of elite football. And all of the team were fasting. That's mad. And you've just got to do it. You've got, you've just got, you've got Mo Farah. Does he stop training? No. He cracks on. Sonny Williams, who's a, who's an international New Zealand rugby player, does he stop training? No, you crack on. So when you look at athletes who 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 fast, they don't change how they yeah. how they how they how they train. They they literally just push through it because one, they've been doing it for multiple years. So I've been training and fasting pretty much for almost 20 years. So your body annually goes, oh, okay, it's this time of year again. This time, All yeah, right, give me sure. a couple of days to adapt. You know, you and I both know how amazing the body is when it adapts to a certain type of conditioning or a certain type of movement yeah, or stress, lifestyle. Yeah. A stress, exactly. So after a couple of days, it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's Ramadan. Amazing. Okay, oh, we're trained. Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll just get... I'll just do this and jiggle about and we're good to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but it's your mindset that just has to push through those, you know, hard few, first few days and, uh, and you just do it. So I, easy, I draw yeah. inspiration from Mo Farah and uh, I've been following Sonny, Sonny Williams for, for a little while and, you know, the likes of the Saudi Arabians and there's probably, there's, there's millions of yeah. Muslim athletes that we probably don't know about. They just, you know, they, they don't, want to shout about it or whatever they just you know they just get on with it no one knows you know yeah. I, I went to a gym yesterday and um someone came up to go are you are you fasting I was like yeah wow I was like wow it's just it's just it's just normal like you know it's just yeah. oh my god how do you do it oh my god and then someone else heard it sorry what are you doing what's that you've not you're not even drunk any water I'm like nope no, no, no. So you don't walk around with the sign on your forehead going, I'm fasting, please yeah, treat me differently. Sure, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> if it looks like I'm not training my hardest, it's because I'm fasting. It's like, no, you just, you just got to crack on with it. it. Yeah. So there are some amazing stories that I've, you know, experienced myself and read about and heard about over the years. Um, but it all comes down to mind power and, and willpower as well. You know, it's yeah. the it's the will to, to push through that real... Um, physical feeling of starvation. You and I have probably both said, you know, oh, I'm starving. We ain't starving. We ain't starving. We ain't starving. You not experience starvation. Yeah, you, if you look up You're the actual right. definition of starvation, it's crazy. I'm hungry right now. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a little bit thirsty. What's, what time is it? It's, it's 20 past four for those who are listening in the afternoon. I'm hungry. I'm not starving. It's probably going to take me another two, three days until I actually reach starvation. So yeah. it's it's just willpower about pushing through what mm. your body is telling you, but then your mind goes, nah, mate, we're, we're, we're cracking on with this. And then your body yeah. adapts and changes. Adapts and we can, tra- we can translate that to fitness and all the personal trainer uh, clients that you've had, Lee, and classes and so forth. So it's, um, it's a beautiful thing, mate. The power of the mind is so powerful. I mean, yeah, even... This is not obviously quite on the same level as a Ramadan fast, but I've got a friend who um, did the marathon, 48 hours fasted um, as a bit oh, of Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. He did a, it was a bit of a, a social uh, a experiment, I suppose. Yeah. And he ran, he ran sub four hours. And wow. He just kind of wanted to prove that. And I think Madness. I'm pretty sure he might or might not have had water. I'm yeah. not sure. And it was like, it was the summer of like, I think it was 2018, you know, the World Cup summer when it was like hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And the silly. marathon was Dangerous. on a weekend where it was like yeah. silly. And yeah, 40 hours fast and he was like, yeah, cool. 
cracked on with it. And his motto has yeah. always been keep just just keep hammering away. Yeah, man. That's it. You just got to keep hammering away. Yeah, it's there is our mind is limitless in how much we can teach it and push it and learn from it. And, um, you know, we only use about 10% of it. So it's like there's 90% that's just sitting there, dead weight. Like, you know, so it's about practicing your mindset. And, you know, we we can relate to doing CrossFit wads, you know, like you, you do a 10 minute AMRAP where you're pushing yourself and the movements are, and then at the end of it, you feel like you're dying. That's that's a way of building your 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 mental, mental strength. Strategies. It's the way of building your cat, you know, your character. It's like when it comes down to that moment where you want to give up, what decision are you gonna make? Yeah. And that's what I love about you know, fitness and training, especially it's like yeah. when you get to that point in a workout, we don't train like, train like that every day. It might be a turf game event. It might be the CrossFit open or whatever, a little challenge that you and your mate have done that day or whatever. But when you get to that point of where you actually want to stop and give up, but then you keep going, woo, that's, that's fucking magical, man. Yeah. yeah I love awesome. it. I am. Um, I, I only realistically experienced that I'd say for, three, four years ago, you know, when turf games sort of first started, you know, I was playing yeah. football my life. Yes, I was competitive. You know, yes, I pushed <laughs> myself, but I was never someone who like took it to that next level. Um, and I only really sort of zoned in on my sort of mental fortitude and my resilience round about this turf games first started. I think maybe like the second year of turf games. And I was like, do you know what? Like I have got another gear. I, yeah. I just know I have. And I, I mean, I can do it now. It's like second nature to me now, but like, I never used to be able to, you know, like it was a real mental block for me. I was like, do you know what? Like I, I, I was like, oh no, I can't do it. Like, it's hard. It's difficult. You know, yeah. I just like, I wouldn't necessarily give up, but I would slow down. You know, I wouldn't go at the yeah. same pace as the likes of like you know, <clears throat> Dean Vallis back in the day. Cause it's, it's hard <laughs> enough to, it's hard enough to keep up with the best of times. But um, the yeah, majority now, of people, the majority of people give up. The majority of people uh, always turn to weakness and, and negativity because it's easier. 99% of people are negative and give up and have a lazy fucking attitude because it's easy. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, the easy route is more attractive. Ordering a delivery, it's, it's easier than making yeah. dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like finding shortcuts in life has always been attractive to our human nature because it's easy. Yeah. When the hard path is put in front of us, we don't choose it, but that's the positive path. That's the right path to take. Um, well, that's growth mindset, right? That's what. Yeah, I, that's, man. That's what. We're, that's what. I'm, I'm big on growth mindset. I'm big on you know, like being in that lane. Don't why why are you stuck? Why are you in lane one? You know why are you why are you chilling in lane one? Why are you in lane two? Like why are you not? Why are you not want to go in lane four or five and like you know experience multiple lanes, and, yeah, endless and just, lanes. Yeah, and just you know cruise <laughs> in and out and wind here and there, you know, and just like you know experience new things and and then develop new systems in whatever whatever it is you're doing. And this doesn't even exactly. have to be related to fitness, you know. I know, like, yeah, we're going to be very biased towards fitness, but um, I personally feel fitness is one of the only things. And I'm not I'm not saying you have to get in the gym if you want to go for a walk in Hyde Park, if you want to go for you know a run, a cycle, find that sort of activity or find that sort of. Uh, that that hobby that gives you that little bit of life and gives you that little yeah. bit of okay like i've cleared my head now you know like i'm yeah. now focused set for the day and i can sort of like apply myself in a much more positive way um, i did something at done. the um i did something at the beginning of the year in january it's called the mile high mile high club and the mm. challenge was just to to run walk a mile a day and there was so for the likes of you and me that's that's easy we, we'll do that naturally but there were so many of my like Instagram followers. I started a Strava group. Um, there was there was this, there was this uh, 85 year old woman. Her name was Nanny Mary J. She was an absolute hero. Big up, Nanny. And Mary you J. know, for the majority of last year, she said she hadn't left the house, hadn't done much movement. And this challenge came along, and some days she didn't she didn't stick to it. But the majority of the time, she got out of the house and she did one mile a day of walking. And it took her something like almost 40, 50 minutes to do, um, but she was doing it. So like you said, it doesn't need to, you know, a lot of people think of fitness as CrossFit and the Olympics and <laughs> professional, yeah. like it can be the most, it, it's, it's movement at the end of the day. Yeah. So it yeah. could be simple as walking or running a mile a day. That's all you got to do to um, maintain a great 
space for mental appreciation and like you said they're like you know uh, mental growth um and then all the physical benefits they're just a cherry on top so yeah yeah exactly um i want to get on to a little topic which is pretty um pretty spoken about at the moment mate i don't know if you know but um covid's pretty, pretty prevalent in the in the world at the moment um, covid covid yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah go on so it's, it's for, for me i mean i I've seen how it's affected people and, you know, both both mentally and physically, you know, people haven't been able to leave their homes and see loved ones and families and friends and whatever it is. Um, <laughs> what advice, what, you know, what nugget of knowledge would you give people to, you know, navigate this current world that we're in? I mean, we are slowly but surely coming out of it now. I'm really yeah. hoping that we're seeing, seeing the back end of it, but, you know, navigating this last 12 months has not been easy for people. Um, yeah. What, what would you say to these people that are sort of like, you know, not in the best best place at the moment? Um, I would say that you need to reflect on yourself. I actually put up a post the other day about the lessons we've learned from lockdown. And it's, uh, you know, again, it's all about being grateful for the time that we had to work on ourselves. It's being mm. grateful for our health. If you weren't obviously the, uh, an unfortunate person who, caught COVID badly. It was being grateful for all the FaceTimes and all the virtual interactions that we had with our loved ones. Um, uh, so I would, I would just say like, rather than looking at where you have to go in the future and what your path is in front of you, just look at what you've actually gone through by looking back into the future and realize, you know, each little milestone was a massive achievement. Um, and that's always a good way to look at uh, yourself and try to measure certain goals is to look at how far you've come rather than how far you have to go. And I think you can relate that to the last 12 months um, because we've all had to adapt and duck and dive and roll with the punches, um, experienced hard times and good times and uh, people have been more fortunate than others and whatnot. But um, it's just it's just that it's, it's it's looking at what you've actually achieved in the last 12 months and you may not achieve like physical rewarding things it'll, it'll be like oh I'm, I'm still here like i'm still mentally sane i'm still yeah. you know um and like we are like we are coming out of it now but we're not in the we're not out of the woods yet <laughs> there's some yeah, dappled sure. light there's some dappled light coming into the forest, but we're not out of it yet. So it's just, and then it's just taking those teachings into uh, the future. You know, I think yeah. everyone should still, you know, ring their mom or dad or their brother or sister. You know, I've, I've ring my mom and dad every day now. I ring my brother every day. Yeah. Like I didn't do that before. Um, so I think, you know, certain teachings and lessons, lessons we should uh, continue uh, and, you know, uh, keep that with us. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you, you, you smashed that. I, I am definitely way more grateful now for so many more things than what I was yeah, man. 18 months ago, for sure. You know, you take so many little things for granted. Even like, I never realised how much I enjoy a cold pint. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I mean, I haven't been able to, to actually get out yet. The pub I'm, life. Outside. But just, yeah, but just just that socializing sort of aspect yeah, of this just just you know you might not be even be discussing that much you know like people just sit there and you can just chat and then you get our oh, like two hours later you're like i haven't got a clue what the fuck i've just spoken about for two about. hours <laughs> but like i'm enjoying myself I'm having a pie and i miss those times i really do like they're, yeah. they're powerful times and the only way that we've really been able to socialize over the last sort of 12 months is you know either virtually or you know been meeting up and have a little bit of a walk in the park but like yeah, the man. You, the things that you just like did common, like, 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 like it was second nature, you know, booking a restaurant or not even have to book a restaurant. Sometimes you can just yeah. walk up to the doors and be like, you got a table. Yeah, sweet. No worries. Straight in. Uh, where it's, it's just now everything is just so much different. And, you know, having that sort of, as you said, gratitude for, okay, life war really was quite easy before. It's a little bit more difficult now. Um, Definitely. Navigating it in the most, effective and possible way for, uh, that you personally can you know um and just being grateful for the little things that you've maybe took for granted before um that's it, a lot of it for sure that is it no i definitely totally agree with you lee um and time has been one of those things that 
I think a lot of people have, you know, been given more than any anything now, you know, like you've got, I had time last year to just really sit back and reflect, okay, where am I going um, with my career? Where am I going with my life? Where am I going with relationship? Um, and a lot of things changed, you know, over the last 12 months, yeah, but nothing, nothing's, nothing's the same. And you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't have to change. It doesn't also have to be the same. Um, as long as you have, as you said, sat back and had a reflection moment and been like, you know what? Am I one happy? Am I two going down a route that I want to go down? If I'm not, you personally are the only one responsible for your life. So do something yeah. about it. You can definitely do it. Um, and three, that, that sort of connection, you know, human social connection is so much more powerful than what people would Priceless. think. Priceless. Yeah. yeah. Priceless. Um, and I mean, you know, as well as me, because you're obviously doing online classes as well. That first return back to the gym that you went to uh, on Monday, you went to WIT, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. How, how was it? Ah, oh, just the energy was just, I mean, everyone was a little bit too excited, but it was. But that's the, the thing, was, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because you, you take it for granted. So yeah, no, the energy was amazing. And it was almost like, uh, just like nothing had happened really. Um, apart from wiping and cleaning everything down after you use it, but um, it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was it was a good moment. I think yeah. everyone's just going to be way more appreciative of uh, multiple situations now that we can once you know restrictions get looser and easier. Um, just yeah, the appreciation uh, factor is just going to go straight up. Yeah, agreed. Any uh, any last words for the listeners, mate? Last words for the listeners. Um, nah, just like, like, thanks for listening. If you're still here, if you're still listening, big up. Man, respect <laughs> for your time. Appreciate that. Whatever you may be doing, washing, cleaning, walking, running, sitting down on the train. So thank you for being here. Uh, well done for you, Lee, for setting up this little podcast. And I think it's an amazing uh, platform and you know you've 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 really got a very good collective of of people on on your podcast so far so um nah for everyone i would just say stay safe stay positive um and let's just be kind and smile more well Faisal, mr peer mate i've uh, absolutely loved that thank you very much for coming on uh, it's been great and uh, absolute pleasure episode number six of the being sapien podcast over and out. Blah!